following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another week of NFL Football Talk. I am Kyle Ranney. I'm joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Gary Holt. Gary, how are you today? I am great. It's a nice, nice Wednesday here. Uh, talk some football and get some news to you guys. And Yeah, we've uh, we've got quite a bit of different stuff to discuss this week before we really transition into more fantasy outlook. Um, we'll start with some news, though, on the week. Uh, Devonta Adam has stated openly that whatever Aaron Rodgers does, that situation could affect his future in Green Bay as well. Interesting. Uh, Denver today has stated that they are interested and open still in talks with Green Bay, hoping to be able to pull him. Um, The Jacksonville Jaguars, apparently, are aiming to sign Tim Tebow as a tight end officially now. That's uh, an intriguing mood, to say the least. Intriguing and actually pretty cool, kind of. Cool story, I would say. Uh, it's an interesting story. Um, former Chiefs defensive end Tom Bahali uh, signs a one-day contract to retire with the team. He will uh, end his almost 15-year career. Mm-hmm. So, pretty cool story there. Second all-time leader in, in Chiefs history in sacks. Uh, former Chiefs left tackle Eric Fisher has agreed to a one-year, $9.5 million deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Best news Colts fans and Carson Wentz could have heard today. Yeah, they uh, they fill in a little bit of a hole that they didn't necessarily address in the draft. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't fully addressed. He still might not be ready for the beginning of the season coming off the ACL tear, but they think that he should be ready by October at the latest. Um, another free agent lineman, Trey Turner, uh, reportedly seeking two to three million dollars to sign anywhere at the moment. Hmm. A lot of teams seem to be scared off on that price, more or less because currently signing players prior to the to I believe the draft would have counted against next year's um, comp picks. So maybe a market developing on Trey Turner. Nothing imminent though. Uh, another free agent similar to that, wide receiver D.D. Westbrook has interest from the Vikings and the Bengals. The multiple teams are interested in linebacker Shaquem Griffin, uh, apparently as a pass rush specialist, not a full-time starter there. And I feel like I had a couple more pieces to... uh, That might really be it for for news today. Uh, So we'll get into the main show here, trying to help out fantasy-wise and help out point some guys out on your favorite NFL team. Um... Every year after the draft, you can only draft so many players. You end up with your undrafted free agent p- fines. Um, certain guys fall out of favor. Something went wrong pre-draft. Uh, guys like Vontae Burfick 
Uh, he was an undrafted free agent. Arian Foster was a prolific running back in the league, undrafted free agent. There's always these guys every year that go yeah. on to be very good, notable players. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to point out a couple guys we're honestly interested in here. Uh, we'll break it down team by team, talk about it, see if anything really jumps off the paper of who might get somewhere. Uh, we'll start at the top, though. We'll go with the 49ers. Gary, is there anybody on this list that you're really seeing? Because I have one of them. Uh, no, there, to me, nothing crazy that pops off. No. I, I have Austin Watkins here. Uh, San Fran had some some issues at receiver in the past. I'm not going to say he's going to come right in and like, be a force, but he was originally graded in the top 200 prospects. He was thought to be a 6th, 7th round pick. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have severe fantasy implications, but might make a run at that roster there. The only reason I, I wasn't really concerned with him is just because that receiving core is just so freaking deep. They, they've got, I mean, they lost Kendrick Bourne. They've know, got three at the top. I'm not saying he's going to immediately come in and like do much of anything, but I think he could crack the roster. Uh, anybody with the Bears? Yes. Uh, you and I both watched this guy on film kind of later in our um, film watching process, but the running back out of Coastal Carolina, uh, CJ Maribel. Maribel Marble. Um, we watched him on film, got some very good speed. Kind of a, if I recall, he's a home run hitter. Home run hitter, and, and I guess the my only concern with him signing here is he is a clone of another player that Chicago already has. To me, yeah. he is Tariko in 2.0. Yeah. Very undersized. He's good in the receiving game. I think there's a chance he can make the roster here, um, but he also has returnability. I believe we watched him yep. return some kicks. And I guess my thing is, even if he's not in Chicago come cutdown day, I wouldn't be shocked to see him make a, a push for a different team in the league and make a roster still. Um, on the other side of the ball, I will say I do like Charles Snowden as well. Edge slash linebacker out of Virginia. Um, that's a guy who at times had the third round grade on him. He was he showed the ability in flash that he could be a pass rusher. Um, I'm intrigued enough to be able to see what he might be able to produce at the next level, especially in a Chicago defense where he'd be a nice rotational piece. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, Gary, anybody here? Yeah, another guy that you and I watched on film. Um, wasn't crazy when we watched him, but just like a name that we watched or came across that was kind of popular in the draft process was Puka Williams Jr. out of Kansas. Um, nothing special on tape, but definitely um, see, potential I, to make a roster. I could see him edging out their actual draft pick with mm. the fact that they took Chris Evans in the, in the sixth. I could see Puka Williams having the chance to actually – Taking over that starting spot there, Pro Wells has a, has a chance as well, but nothing that I think is going to an imminent starting I factor think, concern. I think at the worst he makes a practice squad. Um, the Buffalo Bills, Gary. Anybody on this list? Because I've got one. I'm gonna go ahead here. You I'm go gonna ahead. go with tight end Quentin Morris. Uh, te- technically, too, because I like what Elijah Griffith or Griffin might have, too. He was a more than capable cover corner at USC. Bit undersized, and, I mean, as you and I know, Gary, the, the Bills could uh, could use some cornerback assistance. However, I like Quentin Morse as an athletic tight end. He was a wide receiver at college. Yeah. So, depending on how he fits into this game here, I could see him producing as something valuable down the line. I'd have to watch... Uh... Film on this guy, but maybe the San Jose State wide receiver Trey Walker. I'm gonna have to do a little more research on him, but uh, that name I'm interested in. Uh, the Denver Broncos here have a laundry list of a laundry list of players. There's only one that I'm really seeing on this list, and it's because it popped up so often in the, in the pre-draft process. Andre Mincy out of Vanderbilt. 
Um, his name just kept popping up through, I want to say it was Dov Clayman on Twitter. And it was like every time his name popped up, a different team had him on the, on the top priority undrafted list if he goes undrafted. So everybody seemed to be covering I know Buffalo was in on this mm. kid. Um, so I'm interested to see, especially in Denver, a place where he could learn nicely behind some of these guys, where he can fall in on here. Anybody you've got? Um, yeah, because uh, a lot of times fullbacks aren't drafted, so I'm curious about the uh, fullback from South Carolina, Adam Pretense or Prentice. Prentice? I don't know. Prentice? How. Prentice, yeah. Sounds right. So we'll see what happens with that because a lot of times they'll sign as undrafted and make the roster as a starter. So, Yeah, um, I mean, we actually saw a fullback drafted this year. But go figure, it was one of the most run-heavy teams in the league. Yeah, correct. Um, the Cleveland Browns, honestly, a lot of talent here. Right. Trey Harbison we looked at, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a tough roster for somebody like Harbison to crack. Yeah, They've got two stud running backs. They went and got Demetric Felton. Yep. Um, but Harbison's a guy I could, that I wouldn't be shocked to see flash in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, Emmanuel Rugamba out of Ohio, Miami of Ohio. A good college player, granted, play the Mac. I think that kind of hurt his standings mm-hmm. here. But, Gary, I'm going to kind of look at you here. I know this is probably the player you're as high on as I am. Florida State defensive tackle, Marvin Wilson. Gary and I had been pounding the table for him the entire draft process. Yeah, uh, we watched him on film, and he, he was very eye-popping to us, makes a lot of plays, and very tough in the run game and the pass game. Um, there's a lot of times where the play's already downfield, but he, he runs and hustles and makes the tackle. And saves a big gain just because he's got the high motor. So, and that's that's a dude who's like three twenty five, right? And he's moving out there. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm gonna be honest. At first glance, of this list, I don't have anything that that stands out that's going to potentially make a roster. I, I mean, guards Sidarius Hutcherson, maybe. Yeah. They, I know they needed some interior line help. Maybe a kicking competition. It's it's always possible, and you always bring one in. Um, I mean, he played at a prolific school, in Miami, but. Nothing I'm really seeing here. Uh, Arizona Cardinals next, Gary. Looks like they only signed two, one of which we weren't super big fans of on tape. No, was he the Gumby-looking dude? I think Poljan was more Poljan? Gumby. Okay. Uh, I know Angelino was 6'7", and he wasn't very fluid through his cuts no, either. No, block very well. Um, the Chargers next on the list. Forrest Merrill's a name that I saw pop up a bit. I'm intrigued by him. Um, outside of that... Not much. There's a lot of tight ends on this list. I don't think we watched tape on Elijah Stove. No. No, I'd remember a guy named Stove. <laughs> um, a couple tight ends on this list, though. It's it's the biggest position I need, but I still don't know if you're going to be able to force Parham mm-hmm. and McKitty off that roster. So I'm going to pass on anything from the Chargers. The Chiefs, um, you know... <sighs> I'm going to say Shane Buchel here. Yep, I was about to say that. More or less because the news came across a couple minutes before we got on the air. Jordan Tayamu, the former XFL standout, mm-hmm. was released by the Chiefs today. Yeah. So they might be looking for that third quarterback on the roster. Yeah, Buchel might have gotten lucky. Plus SMU was a, was more competitive yep. recently than they have been. No, I, so. I think I like Buchel. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Or if he's, I mean, obviously he's going to be a clipboard holder in Kansas City right, for right. the foreseeable future, but uh, it's a name I'd be interested in in the backup situation. Um, the Indianapolis Colts here, I'd be lying if I didn't say both receivers just because they always have that bottom-end receiver battle, 
and they always have one random receiver pop out of nowhere every year. A couple years ago it was Marcus Johnson, mm-hmm. um, Zach Pascal. I mean, I granted right. he was a fourth or fifth rounder, but I think at any point you could get a spot on a roster for a receiver if you're Indy. Yeah. So Tyler Vaughn's, Tariq Black, both guys to watch in a camp battle, I guess. I don't necessarily think I'm interested in their running backs, though. And then they did re-sign T.Y., but maybe with how poorly he played last year, maybe they have him on the roster but don't really keep him throwing. Yeah, they might, they might be looking for something more consistent. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I did like Brendan Knox. That was a guy originally I had pretty high on my pre-draft process. He had very good numbers at Marshall. Yeah. Um, and obviously they're not trying to look and get Zeke out of there, but there's a chance but that if, if Zeke, Zeke stumbles again, right, or Zeke gets hurt again, Tony Pollard was functional, but I wouldn't say phenomenal. Right, wasn't anything eye popping. I kind of like Nick Eubanks as well. They always have an open tight end spot. They didn't address it again this year. Uh, I, I would go with Knox and Eubanks with with Dallas as being two names I'm interest or intrigued in. I almost said intrigued. <laughs> uh, Miami Dolphins. Rob Jones, maybe. Middle Tennessee State, coming out of a smaller school, performed very well there. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly the tight end fullback, Carl Tucker. Um, probably, out of Bama. Out of Bama, blocked for Najee. Um, probably, kind of something Miami's done in the past with yeah. Charles Clay. Mm-hmm. So one of those gadget guys, more or less going to be a, a um, doing the dirty work. I, I mean, I completely agree here. Uh, it's funny, one of the guys you and I did not like at all, Jamie Newman, goes undrafted to the Eagles. Yeah. I don't know if I've necessarily got him on this list of people to be concerned by. No, I don't, I don't think, think he... he's beating... He might be a practice squad guy. Right. I don't know if he's beating out Joe Flacco as a starter, or as a backup. Right. Uh, I, I'm i intrigued by Trayvon Grimes here. Yeah, one of the guys that we thought Mike had drafted, because he did have some good film. He it had wasn't a lot of like, touchdowns. Yeah, it wasn't stunning, but I mean, he scored on Patrick Sertin, so... Yeah. Um, I also like Coyote Awosika out of Buffalo. Uh, he was part of one of the best lines in the nation, and yep. Philly's got a terrible line there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they, there are people who are saying the reason Jarrett Patterson fell to an undrafted is because of how good their line was. Well, then naturally, if, they're good, if their line was that good, wouldn't... It makes sense that he should have been a big part of this. Yeah. Um, the Atlanta Falcons have a ton. I didn't even realize he came out in the draft this year. Antonio Nunn from UB's on this roster. Do they have two running backs in the draft at Louisville? I think so, yes. JV and Hawkins didn't do a whole bunch. No. Um, you know, it's, it's a laundry list of players. Felipe Franks is interesting. Because I could see them going a new route backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's like a long term position for him. I outside uh, maybe Jack Batho the fourth out of South Dakota School of the Mines. Hmm. I thought it said School of the Mines, and I was really excited <laughs> for a second. Um, I his name popped up. It's another one of those small school guys who has to prove he can do it against bigger talent. Yeah, and it seems like that's what Atlanta did with a lot of these players: uh, Adams State, Ball State, Buffalo. Uh, NC State, Rice, North Carolina or North Dakota School of the Mines, Mississippi State, Appalachian State, Fayetteville State. They went with a lot of small school prospects. Yeah, uh, it sounds like hoping that one of them will hit. Yeah, because uh, I mean, there's a lot of success stories from the small school guys, so maybe they're hoping they hit gold with one of them. Absolutely. Uh, the Giants. Anybody you got here, Gary? 
No, kind of a boring yeah, signing. Three people, nothing great. Raymond Johnson, maybe out of, again out of a small school, but nothing much more beyond that. Uh, the Jaguars. I've got one. It's not on the offensive side of the ball. I really want to see what Dylan Moses can do. Yeah. He's a guy who originally they thought could have had first-round potential. Um, almost reminds me of a couple years ago, Vontae's perfect. Hopefully just not as dirty. Yeah. Um, his playmaking ability was always there. He couldn't stay healthy and stay on the field. I'm intrigued by what Dylan Moses can possibly do and add to that Jaguars defense. Anybody else on that you want, Gary? No. None of the names I'm recognizing. Uh, the Jets here... Um, Possibly Tristan Hodge, Hodge, because he played with Zach Wilson. He's a guard. Yeah, guard at BYU. Um, I was interested in Kenny Yeboah. Yep, that's one you of and I talked or watched him, and the Jets' tight end spot is wide open. Yep. Um, so Yeboah might be interesting. I I wouldn't be against Hodge, especially if maybe Hodge could slide in the center and has played center for him before. Mm-hmm. I you I mean you you played center for a little bit, right? Or yeah. did Jason? No, I played center. I played center. You know, the quarterback wants somebody who they're familiar with snapping the ball to him. So yeah. that might be a huge thing there. Um, the Detroit Lions here. Your boy, Rakeem, Bo- or Rakeem the Dream Boyd is on this list. Yeah, and uh, there, he, he does have a chance to make the team, but he probably won't get much time. I have one guy off this list. I, really, I actually have two guys. Tommy Kramer from Notre Dame uh, was a player who, again, had a mid-round grade on him, went undrafted. Sage Surratt from Wake Forest. Yep. Detroit does not have a good receiver room. No, and he's got a good chance to make the roster just because of the competition level. He's basically, if Tyrell Williams is kind of washed, mm-hmm. Sage Surratt has the ability to come in and try to take his his mm-hmm. his exact spot. He's a big-bodied receiver. Surratt had a great college, and I think he fell because he didn't play last year. But I, I would tab Sage Surratt with Detroit. Um, the Packers, I'm getting nothing. Nope, nothing crazy. The Panthers, I'm going to go with Patty Fisher out of Northwestern on this one. Yeah, I I like that one. We watched a little tape on him. We talked about him as a smaller school guy that we liked late in the draft process. Um, they need linebacking help. Patty Fisher's a guy, if you're a Panthers fan, check him out and start paying attention. He might be a nice piece to hope makes that team. The Las Vegas Raiders. We're skipping over the Patriots. Patriots have nobody. Uh, you got anything here, Gary? Possibly the Wisconsin running back. Because, um, Groshek? Yeah. Yeah, something was weird with him, wasn't it? Something, but he also... Who um, who got drafted to the Wisconsin? Swift? Did he play with Swift? So maybe, um, who, he, maybe no, he, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so he learned behind Jonathan Taylor. So I'm a little interested in that one. I'm gonna look up his stats. I feel like I and knew then something. Your about boy him. out of BYU, Matt Bushman. I wasn't even looking at just Bushman. I like Bushman, but um, a friend of the show also really likes Darius Stills mm-hmm. here as well. The D tackle out of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So that might be a piece. Um, and um, one of my. Guys that I liked was Trey Regis, running back, L.A. Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. Yes, you were a fan of him. Um, I almost put him in my top running backs list, but I took him out at last second. Um, makes me look a little smarter. Garrett Groshek, okay, he looks like he can hurt somebody. Yes. <laughs> um, I th- Maybe it's he's funny. a fullback. 
you know, he reminds me of um, Toby Gerhardt. Yeah. Kind of came out the same exact way. He always consistently touched the ball, but he never had numbers. Um, his best year yardage-wise was a 6.5 yard per carry average, 425 yards. Um, and I guess that's the thing. So, like, he never got the attempts behind Jonathan Taylor. He gets six games this year, has 67 attempts, 300 yards, and two touchdowns. Nothing awe-inspiring. Only about 50 yards a game, but there he is. Um, anybody else out of the Raiders team, Gary? No. The L.A. Rams. Um, I like Paris Ford, Pittsburgh. See, I wasn't going to say I like him. I was going to say I'm intrigued by him. That was a kid that everyone was scared about because he ran a 4-8-40 as a safety. Yeah. Um, it's intriguing to see if he'll play faster than that. I mean, there's a good chance. I mean... A lot of times, people kind of turn it up when they're actually on the field. It's weird. Yeah. Um, the Baltimore Ravens. I like our Darius Washington at safety. That was a guy who, again, had a mid-round grade on him who slipped for who knows what. We weren't the biggest fan of him, but I think in the system it would work as well. I like Tony Polgin here. Yeah, he was the Gumby, wasn't he? Yes, but you were putting two six-foot-five-plus tight ends together in yeah. sets. I... We know Lamar's not the best downfield thrower. Right. Poljan could take, take advantage of that as being the second tight end. Yes, yeah. better than Nick Boyle was. Uh, the Saints undrafted free agent class. I know uh, we we were not really pounding the table. We but wanted Trill Williams. Yeah, late in the draft, Trill Williams, Syracuse corner. He's a lengthy corner. They need cornerback help. I could see Trill Williams, or Trill, Trill, Trill Williams getting some time there, so I like that pick. Uh, anything else out of the Saints? Mm, nothing, no, nobody I recognize. The Seattle Seahawks. See, this is tough for me. We like two of these wide receivers, and they already have a very deep wide receiver room as is. Yeah. Uh, but we will. I mean, I like Tamoran Terry and K Johnson. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little, little like, not concerned, but it's weird that they both sign there because you have a choice to sign with teams. So yeah, you do. Like, why? Especially K. Johnson, you could probably made a team somewhere. I don't see them him making the Seahawks. No, and it's gonna be interesting. Like because they drafted one as well. Yes, Dwayne Eskridge. And Eskridge and I, es- I think Eskridge is a little more talented because he's a little more physical. But yeah, they, they're both the same player, K. Johnson and Eskridge. They're both that slot guy, you know. Um, Absolutely. Um, Eskridge just might have the advantage because he does special teams. I don't think Kate Johnson did special teams. I, uh, I believe he was a returner. I think he did it all. He was at one of those uh, those kind of goofy schools in yeah, South, Dakota South Dakota State. South Dakota State Jackrabbits or something like that. that that's exactly what it is. Um, I like their logo. I wanted to get a hat because I liked it so much. Yeah, we did. We did look into into hats for you for that. Um, I I personally like Kate Johnson. I think him and Terry both stick around with a practice squad. Um, I like Brian Mills too out of North Carolina Central. The Brian Mills might have a shot to make that team. They have a very bad secondary. Yeah, that's true. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know how he went undrafted. I'm going to go with Duke cornerback Mark Gilbert. Prior to an injury a couple years ago, he actually was what people are projected to be the first cornerback off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can regain it, especially in a very good system like Pittsburgh, yeah, I could see Mark Gilbert being a steal. They sign another two wide receivers. 
Isaiah McCoy out of Kent State, and Rico Boosie. He's a scary dude. Never watched this film. What? Another. What are you giggling over? <laughs> okay. Um, Texans. Texans have your boy. Yeah, they do. Marlon Williams out of UCF. That's a good spot for him to be in. Yeah, good chance to make the roster. Um, not Unless the Sean Watson situation gets figured out, not a great quarterback situation, but definitely a good chance to make the roster. Very physical guy, more of like a slot guy. Um, but kind of reminded me of Steve Smith a little bit. Agreed, man. Um, anything, else, anything else off the Texans? No. I mean, they signed a tackle and center both out of their backyard in A&M. Yeah. Uh, the Titans... I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say I like the Miller Forrestal signing there. Nice tight end. They don't necessarily have a tight end right now. Their best option is Anthony Ferksker. Uh, so I'd watch into Miller Forrestal as a possible option. Anybody else you got? No. Uh, the Vikings, then. Nobody's jumping off. The, uh, Tough Borland might be a name Wop, to watch. Wop, we watched Wop earlier. We did, and I, I wasn't a huge fan of him. Plus, he's behind... Like seven wide receivers on that depth chart. I'm gonna to say Tough Borland's my name there. Uh, and Washington has Jarrett Patterson. Yep. Who I'm very high on also. Who's probably gonna make the roster considering they just released Bryce Love. Yeah, Bryce Love's gone. They don't have Darius Geis. Um, they've got McKissick and, McKissick and uh, Gibson. Yeah. And McKissick comes in in obvious passing situations. Gibson's going to be your all-around back, but they are gonna to need to change pace runner. Who's a Patterson's a um, thumper, a thumper, but a lightning in a bottle too. I like his chances in that roster. Yep. But guys, we're gonna keep these next few short um, until we can get into full swing fantasy mode. Yeah. Really breaking this stuff down. Uh, we will regain soon, but I think if you're good, Gary, this this episode's good in my books. Yeah, we're we're good here. We're getting through this kind of lull period. It's a little awkward kind of thing, a little quiet on the western front here. But what we want to do is be able to try to educate you guys, so we're hopeful that some of these names will stick if you guys are listening. If you are still listening, jump on our Facebook, give us a like at Fantasy Beast FB Pod. Jump on our Twitter, give us some love, love over there. We could always use uh, the likes, the retweets, our Twitter account being Fantasy Beasts FB. It's a big Hogwarts logo with the NFC and AFC logo. Uh, give us a like over on Twitch, if that's your kind of thing, um, at Tiki Tribe TV. And same with TikTok. What is that, Tiki underscore Tribe? Yes, sir. Uh, so, guys, we will let this episode go for now. We are more than happy to jump on talk football with you guys. But until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.